0: Navigating biblical entrepreneurship.com forward slash devotional. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Business God's Way podcast. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to this episode. I hope everything's going well. Hope your summer is going well. Maybe you're on vacation or planning on taking vacation or taking some time off, whatever it may be, I pray uh, God's blessing and I I pray that all is well and that you're finding God's favor um, in this season of your life. If you've been listening for the last uh, few weeks, you know that I've been going through my devotional that I wrote just recently. And I'm just taking the verses from the devotional and I'm doing kind of a little more of a deep dive into, uh, into the the days and the verses, just so I can expand upon them a little bit. And, and I've had a good time doing that. And hopefully uh, you found, uh, or are finding some value Uh, in, uh, in that as well. But today I want to step away um, from that because over the last few days I've been really thinking about this uh, passage from the book of Acts and I've just been meditating on it and I've been thinking about it, thinking about how it applies to life and how it applies to uh, to business and I just wanted to to kind of share some of my some of my thoughts on uh, this passage that we're going to look at today and it's the story of Paul and Silas when they were in in prison and we can find this story in the book of Acts Acts chapter 16 uh, verses 16 through 40 and what I want to do is, I want to read a good portion of this uh, of this passage, and then I'll just want to I just want to stop and make some some observations along the way. And so, what I want to do now is is let's kind of jump into uh, this passage. Again, it's Acts sixteen. Uh, Verses 16 through 40. So let's start at verse 16. And this is Paul writing. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. So Paul and Silas were, were proclaiming the good news of Jesus. They were proclaiming salvation, and it was getting in the way it was impacting this slave girl who was going out and practicing divination and it says that that she was making money off of what she was doing uh, then you have Paul and and the rest of his crowd and Paul and Silas they're actually they're out there preaching and proclaiming the gospel so you can kind of get this, the the sense of of tension that is going on here. And then she's causing some trouble as well. And then finally in verse 18, Paul has enough. <laughs> and, and verse 18 says, And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. So Paul is is annoyed at this point because there is this demon possessed girl who has gotten frustrated because Paul and his his friends are interrupting her. They're, they're, they're uh, causing issues with this slave girl and she's not able to make money because I would assume that that people are beginning to listen to Paul and Silas and they're beginning to turn away from this slave girl. And Paul finally just just turns to her and command this spirit to come out of her. And then verse 19, But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. When they And when they had brought them to their magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. Interesting, right? Here's Paul and Silas proclaiming proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming salvation. They just cast this evil spirit out of this slave girl and set her free, but her owners didn't care because now they're being impacted. They, they see their opportunity of making money stripped away. So they got mad. And they seize Paul and Silas and they drag him into the marketplace and they, they place them in front of the rulers. And they say, these 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 guys are disturbing our city. Do something about them. And then verse 21, they advocate customs that are not lawful for us and Romans to accept. Or practice so that they, they start throwing accusations other than verse 22 the crowd joined in attacking them and their magistrates tore the garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods and when they had afflicted many blows upon them they threw them into prison ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So Paul and Silas go from proclaiming the gospel of Jesus, casting out a demon from the slave girl, to get in beaten and thrown into prison. Now, that was Paul and Silas's story. They were in prison for the sake of the gospel. They were in prison for the sake of the gospel. And it says that they were that they were thrown into the inner prison. The darkest place that you can be in a prison back in the day of Paul. And they were shackled, they were chained in that prison, alone, confused. I don't know what emotions were going through their mind, but I would imagine that those emotions were all over the place. They were in prison for the sake of the gospel. And I started to think about about that. And I started to think about these figurative prisons that we find ourselves in, just in life, because of life. Not all of us will be thrown into jail for the sake of the gospel. Some of us may not be thrown into a literal, a literal prison. But some of us may, may find ourselves in a figurative prison. And it is a dark and lonely place. And we feel shackled, we feel chained. There is no sense of freedom. And I know that as as kingdompreneurs in business, I guarantee that everyone understands from time to time this prison-like feeling that we all find ourselves in in I remember for myself back in 2015 I was struggling with my faith I was struggling with my business and I literally kicked God out of my business I kicked God out of my life and I felt like I was in a figurative Prison. I felt stuck. I felt shackled. I felt alone. I felt like it was the darkest season of my life. And I lost everything. I lost everything because of pushing God out. And it was not a pretty sight. It was awful. It was a dark season of my life. It was a painful season of my life. And it felt like I was in this this prison. But I think we all experience that one way or another, don't we? You may be going through a situation right now where you feel like you're in a in a prison, shackled, alone, dark, afraid, uncertain about what's going to happen, what the future's going to look like. Paul and Silas, I'm sure they had no idea what their future was going to look like either. They just knew they just knew that that one one moment they're they're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus and the next moment they are in prison. They are shackled. They are no longer free. And so many of us, figuratively, figuratively and spiritually, we are chained, shackled, stuck, nowhere to go, so alone and so frustrated and maybe angry and bitter But what happens next amazes me. And I think there is a a huge lesson for us to learn here. We pick up the story in verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Do you get that? Do you see? Do you hear what I just read? In the inner part of this jail cell, shackled with all these emotions that they were probably feeling, they had it in them to start to pray and to sing hymns to God. In the midst of their darkness, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of of being shackled and chained in that prison cell, they did the one thing that they knew they needed to do. Oh gosh, this this verse just struck me again as, as I was reading it. Because I don't know how often... When I'm in those those prison moments of my life, I don't know honestly how often I have it within me to just start praying and singing hymns to God. Just just being real here. But Paul and Silas, they knew where to go. They knew that they needed to pray and they needed to focus their attention, They needed to focus their hearts on God. And they prayed and they sang and all the prisoners heard them do this. They took that prison moment and they turned it over to God. And I was challenged with this question, Jeff in my prison moments? What do I do? Where do I go? Do I turn to God and pray and seek Him and sing and worship? Or am I so focused on the shackles and the chains of this prison that I often find myself in? that I just give up. I lose hope. I lose sight that God is an awesome God. And I would pose that same question to you right now. If you're in this moment of darkness and uncertainty in your business, if you feel shackled, if you don't feel free, if something in your business is causing you to have this, this prison like experience. What are you doing about it? Where is your focus? For Paul and Silas, their focus was on prayer and singing hymns to God. And what happens next? (laughs) What happens next is a God- power moment verse 28 sorry verse 26 and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened At midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns, God shows up in a powerful display of his kindness and his goodness. God is the only one who can truly unlock those shackles in our life. He is the only one that can do that. He did it through an earthquake. It said the prison doors swung open and everyone's chains fall off of them. Verse 27, When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped this jailer knew that he was in trouble this jailer knew that if he had to tell his superiors that the prisoners escaped he was he was dead so he's like well i might as well kill myself because that's just going to happen to me anyway And I find this part of the story very fascinating because everybody's chains fell off of them. The jail doors were swung open and anyone in their right mind would have just taken off (laughs) through those doors. They would have gotten out of town so quick. But no, Paul and Silas, they, they stayed. They stayed behind. And when they saw that the jailer was about to kill himself, Paul, in verse 28, he cries out, says, Do not harm yourself, for we are here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. The jailer knew something had happened. The jailer knew that something powerful had happened. The jailer saw Paul and Silas did not flee, but they stayed behind. This spoke to the jailer. This spoke to the jailer. Verse 29, And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into the house and set food before them and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. What a powerful story. And there is another, um, another lesson that we need to hear in this passage. We need to hear this. We, in our selfish ways sometimes, We forget, I forget that the reason God shows up, the reason that he sets us free, the reason that he releases those chains and provides a way out for whatever our jail moment is, it is not just for us. Let me say that again. His deliverance, the power of his deliverance, of him setting us free in these moments of darkness where we feel helpless, where we feel shackled and imprisoned, like there's no way out. God doesn't just show up to set us free just to set us free for that purpose alone. He sets us free so that He can be glorified and that other people can see and witness the power of God in our lives in a way that makes them ask the same question that this jailer asked. What? must I do to be saved because I just witnessed the power of God set you free. And instead of you, Paul and Silas, taking off and making this all about yourself, you stayed behind. And because you stayed behind, I believed in this God that you are proclaiming about in the marketplace. And the jailer and the, his whole household came to know Jesus. We have to remember this principle, this truth, that we are set free not just for the sake of ourselves, we are set free so that we can display to the world that it is God and God alone through his power, that can lift us up out of these jail cells that we often find ourselves in. Because life is hard sometimes. Life is hard sometimes. But God shows up. And he will deliver you out of that circumstance that you find yourself in right now. He will and he can deliver you. Whatever that situation is that you find yourself in right now, that is causing so much pain and anguish, God can come through, God can deliver. The question is, when he does, what will we do with it? Will we hold it for ourselves? Or will we allow it to be a light that points to a loving, gracious Savior by the name of Jesus Christ? This passage has really spoken to me this week. Because I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel like I am in, in this prison. I know what it feels like to, to feel stuck and shackled. Like I have nowhere to go. I know what that feels like. Whether it's, you know, as simple as not knowing where my next client's going to come from. How I'm going to pay my bills. Decisions that I have to make, hard decisions. I'm not here to, uh, I'm not here to grade your feelings or the things that you're going through it's rel- it's all it's all relative. but I think they're, they they're, they all have one thing in common and that is that is like th- that is the feeling of being um, imprisoned. the feeling of being being imprisoned and shackled and stuck and uncertain not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing the outcome. And then God got a hold of me after I lost my business, he said, I'm not done with you yet, Jeff. I'm not done with you yet. I know, I know it feels like you're in this inner prison of life right now. Confused and stuck and scared. Uncertain about what the future is going to hold. But I am going to set you free. So that you can start this business called Business God's Way. So that you can use your story and your experience to encourage other Christian entrepreneurs. That is the mission that I have for you, Jeff. I am going to set you free from all this pain, from all this anger, from all this bitterness that you had been experiencing. I'm going to set you free from that. And then I am going to get the glory because of that. So Jeff, the question I have for you is, are you going to obey? And that is why, my friends, I am here. That is why I started Business God's Way. That's why I started this podcast. Because I may find myself in a figurative prison but I know that I do not have to stay there. As long as I make a choice to seek Him in that season, in that time, as long as I focus on Him and not my circumstances, if I can commit to doing that, I know that my God will come through. I know that my God will deliver me. And I know that he will get the glory because of it. And other people's lives will be touched because of what God does in my situation. And he can do the same thing in your situation. So the question, my friend, is what will you do the next time you find yourself in this figurative jail cell? Will you focus on your circumstances or will you focus your attention to God in prayer and worship and sit back and watch what God will do in your life and in the life of those that he's called you to reach, to serve, and to love? My friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope this was beneficial i hope god spoke to you in this episode if you have any questions or you want want to take the discussion further feel free to to reach me over on instagram jeff elder bgw let me know what your thoughts are how you you know if you have any questions or um, if 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 you find yourself right now in in this figurative jail of uncertainty and darkness and and feeling stuck and shackled, let me know because I want to pray. I want to pray for you as well. You can even email me at uh, jeff at com. I would love to hear from you. Anyway, that is what I have for you guys today. I love you guys. I am praying for you guys. And as always, continue to do business God's way. And that does it for today's show. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Hey, if you haven't done so already, I want to invite you to leave a review for this podcast because that's how we get the news out and this podcast into the hands of other kingdompreneurs just like yourself. If you have any questions or feedback on any of these episodes, I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find me there at Jeffelder. BGW. Until next time, continue to do business God's way.